You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to Episode 7 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of Double Game Week Round 5. This episode is brought to you by... Major League Soccer Clubs, the next rebrand coming to MLS. Oh, uh, wait, wait, no, no. Uh, actually, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by our co-hosts, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage, and we'd like to welcome our very special guest, Isaac Jensen, who goes by Samurai Panda FC on the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord server. How is everyone tonight? Great. There was a long pause. You guys had me freaked out for a second. I was like, wait, did I did I mess up the sound? Did I do all this? And it was for not, but no. I always let Blaine go first, so it's always my habit to just pause. <laughs> well... Good. No, excellent. You guys had me had me scared for a second. Uh, no, super excited to have Isaac back on the show with us. He was uh, joined us last year, I believe. Um, it was it was either a year or two ago. I don't know. Everything's kind of it was crazy. Last year. Okay, everything's kind of crazy. But uh, we had Isaac on the show, and when I went to Discord to sort of try to find uh, someone for the show tonight, I quickly got a response that said you should check with with Panda because he had an amazing week. And when I reached out to Isaac. He said, not only did I have an amazing week, it may have been my best week ever. So I am I'm very excited for Isaac to tell you about his success this week. Uh, and you guys should be excited to get his tips going into this double game week because Isaac is definitely uh, one of our very active Discord members and one of the top players that we have uh, on that channel. So uh, Blaine, Ashley, you guys are you guys are going to have to step it up tonight. Got to compete. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Got to compete. Um, well, well, let's not keep people waiting anymore let's get into our hour recaps of the round and we will let isaac go last blaine how'd you do and not too bad at 84 after correction um which i'll take i think another four and a half million value gain brings me up to 111.3 total um started off a little slow this year but i keep climbing in the ranks every week i don't think the first round of qualifiers is in the cards for me so I'm going to keep playing a little bit of value, but I can't complain with the 84 I got this week. My team did okay. I mean, a few fives floating around in there, a few big hits. I did have a good captain this week, uh, sticking with the midfielders, but generally just not the greatest round for some of the scores I've seen, but I'll take a mid-80s for sure. Ashley, how'd you do? Yeah, I got 89, which I was pretty content with. Uh, like Blaine said, a couple flops that, that bummed me out. I, I went to put in Duncan and I didn't save it. And so I had um, Mensa instead, which was fine, but not as good. Um, I was happy with my captain, with Chicharito. My value is up to a 113, no, one, yeah, 113.2, which is pretty decent, gives me good flexibility. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty okay week. Excellent. Uh, as for myself, I had 88 points, so I got uh, one little extra point with the uh, adjustments that came through. Good enough to win two of my three head-to-heads, but I had such a close head-to-head. -head. I lost 70 to 88, uh, so a heartbreaker 
there. I think that might have been the Discord League. You guys are you guys are too good. But uh, 88 points. My value went up. I, I didn't track exactly how many, but I'm now sitting at uh, 112.6, so close to 113. Uh, if these help any of you all gauge how you're doing or, or where you hope to, to be with your value totals. Uh, for me, generally a, a successful week, but I, I did have uh, some rough spots. Uh, with with my keeperoo didn't didn't work out for me. Uh, I had Ryan Hollingshead who got me a three. I could have sworn I swapped him out before lock, but I, I really I went to my lineup and I was like, wait, I kept Hollingshead? What? What? Oh well. So but I had that, but I had Smith. I had Wilson from uh, from Colorado. Uh, I had Clark as well uh, on my team. Um, I went with something crazy and I was I was going with Vela for a little while and then ended up dropping him of course when he didn't play but uh, that was some fun discord chat that I was like I can go for that that would be fun um, but pretty strong 88 points was nice but not nice enough to to hit Isaacs um, I got, I'm 131 overall in the ring so I'm, I'm close to making that first cutoff lane I'm trying to I'm trying to get there uh, Isaac how did you do uh, the best I've ever done ever with 112 points on a uh, non-double double game checked. week. Yeah. So my my team page is showing week rank two, but I just double checked, and I'm technically tied for first for the week. You know, the guy, guy in first has also has 112. Nice. Uh, skyrocketed me from 89th overall to sixth. That's, that's I gained awesome. 5.4 million value. I'm up to 113.1. I think every player I had got full increase except Francis. Uh, it just seemed every decision I made was the right one. I went Duncan instead of Gutman. I went uh, Fabio instead of Rubin. I went Ruby Diaz instead of Higuain. And every player, like my lowest scores were Mensa with six, Atuesta with five. And I think that's it, seven for Colonel on my on my bench. Yeah, the Dream Team was listed at 150 points, but I didn't even check to see if this would be a legal team. It, it looks like it's a legal team. Sometimes it's not, but yeah, yeah that's that's an absolutely amazing score, man. Uh, so if you guys are listening, if if you got close to 112, you you had a fantastic week. Uh, I I feel pretty solid that if you hit in the upper 80s, then you likely saw some increase. I know I got a little bit of an increase. If you hit in the 90s, you probably saw a good a good rank increase, depending, of course, on where you were. I know you all are pretty top-notch players, so if you're up in those those top 50, maybe you didn't. But uh, 80s and 90s is probably where you were shooting for this week to, to really see a good gain. But as Blaine said, it's a long season. This is just the first quarter of the qualifiers. So this is your time, especially if you're a new player, to get used to the system, understand the value changes, bank some value, and then just go all out in the second, third, and fourth quarters to try to get your spot, your ticket punched for the Fantasy Champions League. Uh, let's move on to some quick, just general fantasy takeaways from, from this round as we go into the double game week. Uh, for me, New York Red Bulls still attractive on defense. If people have been sleeping on the Red Bulls, uh, take a look at these guys. This week, they're on the road, but the Red Bulls have allowed the fewest shots uh, in the league. Uh, I think it's fewer than 30. It was 25 or 26. So there's some good value here. So so don't sleep on the Red Bulls if you didn't catch that note that we had last week. Uh, I have to say, I was disappointed in this Vancouver-Montreal game. I know that Montreal started kind of hot, and then they, they've slowed down of these last couple games. And I thought Vancouver would be a fairly decent match to, to see if there was anything really left in in that Montreal bandwagon. And I mean, maybe this is, maybe I shouldn't be disappointed because I think the answer is, eh. 
Um, but that was just a takeaway. I was I was hoping to see some more out of Montreal. I didn't pick any of their players, but it was more of a research thing going forward. So um, just be careful if you're really banking on, on Montreal. Super disappointed in El Trafico. I don't know if you all agree. Uh, it was 2-1. Vela didn't play. I captained Atuesta. That was, that was one of my big uh, hurts from this round. Um, I was really expecting more, especially since LAFC... Sorry, LA Galaxy had been so horrible on defense. I was I was hoping for a lot more production out of LAFC. I was hoping for a larger scoreline, uh, but but very disappointed in El Tráfico. For the fantasy takeaway from that, I mean Chicharito was there again. You still had some players you could look at as far as their production going. Legit is back in the system, but it's definitely not the the production that we were looking for. I think between both of those teams at times. Uh, then my final takeaway is, again, just like the Red Bulls, no, no one to be sleeping on, be sure to not overlook Colorado either. They just completely flipped the game on on Minnesota, and it just came out of nowhere, it, it seemed. But Colorado has some value as well, and not all of it is on, on defense, but there's, there's some good matches there. And Minnesota, struggling, but I am very interested in what you all have to say because Reynoso, again, comes away... He was the highest scoring player, fantasy-wise, in that game. I think he had 11 points in this game. So, again, another loss for Minnesota, another excellent fantasy score for Reynoso. Blaine, you are muted. Sorry, Lily was uh, making a lot of noise in the other room, so I muted it. But that transitions perfectly into my first one, that Heath out is trending right now. Um, Minnesota fans are turning on him really fast, uh, which is kind of surprising given how well they played last year. So... I'm still banking against Minnesota a lot going forward. Um, A new coach could be wonderful for them. Um, But if that's the way the fans are, that stadium could get pretty hostile pretty quick too. So I don't even know if home games are going to be that good. Other than Reynoso, it's been really hard to do anything there. And this is a Colorado team that I have not been very high on scoring goals. They just have not been putting in the goals with any consistency. And they dropped three on Minnesota that fast. Like, Minnesota's defense is gone. Uh, Reed, I'm following in your footsteps, finally, Captain Midfielders. Um, First time, I only went off of it once this year, and I regretted it. I went back to it, and, yeah, Chicharito had a good game. But there were midfielders that were just obviously better. And speaking of one of them that I really like, and this is a kind of a two-week thing, uh, Christian Dahomey for Vancouver seems to be legit right now. Um, a 15-point game, yeah, one of those was a penalty goal, but still 15 points from a sub-9 million midfielder is fantastic. Um, but only start him or only play him if he's starting in that forward spot. When he gets moved back, he's not nearly as productive, not nearly as good. Um, I know it came up on Discord when I was talking about him today that he's just a, a hair shy of a lot more bonus points. Uh, if he ever figures that out and starts hitting those bonus points, he's going to go up in value even more. Um, the, the shocker for me, for my own team, was Johnny Russell getting eight bonus points. Uh, that was an insane number to hit. Um, only one assist in that 13-point score. So, I mean, just eight bonus points is nuts. There, Everything was playing through his side and down that channel with him. And Zussi was back in there behind him. So I'm going to watch that and see how much that plays an effect. But Zussi-Russell combo down the side was fantastic this week. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard of anybody getting getting that many bonus points in a single game. 
as a striker I, too. Like that's yeah, yeah. I, I think Jonah Dos Santos has done it once. Yes, yeah. Uh, we've as a CDM, we've it makes more sense, but as a striker, mm -hmm. that's insane. Yeah, we. I think we've seen close to that when you get your passing points and a few defensive points, and you get fouled a few times. I know one of Russell's points was getting fouled, but he had a number of key passes and a lot of crosses and everything. So it was just, it was nuts. And then I, I think the biggest shock for me was Nashville getting the clean sheet this weekend. Like for the first three weeks, we were watching them give up multiple goals and now they're back-to-back -back clean sheets. Um, Nashville may be back in a defense we can't sleep on anymore. And then the final one I had for this week is San Jose is not back. I would not put this, don't look at the record or the result and look at San Jose playing well. San Jose did not play that well. Wando just came in and bossed the final 10 minutes and and won that game pretty much single-handedly. Uh, so, Wando. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wando at his price may be a bench option that we have to keep an eye on. If you don't have anybody else to put in there, just super sub if he's going to do this. Um, throw him on the bench and see what happens. All right, Ashley. Um, Hayden Clark. I can't stop talking about him. I think I've brought him up every week so far. Um, I mean, he just looked good. And I mean that from a fantasy perspective. The way he put together that run-in for the assist, um, he's scoring goals, he's still inexpensive. Um, I like him with Frankie Amaya in that system too. Um, so I'm just, I know they're on a single this week, so it might not be incredibly relevant to this week, but um, I'm, I'm all on this Caden Clark train right now. Um, Columbus, who's someone I think for most weeks, especially on this show, um, we've kind of been favorable to, but they just scored their first goal of the MLS campaign, and it was from a free kick. So they still haven't scored from open play. Um, and that's just concerning to me from a fantasy perspective, because obviously I'm going to assume things will come through Zella. Obviously Blaine's going to captain Jossie Zardes, but I'm wondering <laughs> if something's kind of amiss there. Um, and, and that plays into what, what I am thinking about this week as well. Um, again, watching them play, I've watched their CCL. They look good. I don't understand how it's not really equating outside of defensive bonus points and, and a couple of shutouts of fantasy. So also um, on the other side of things, on the goal scoring side of things, Raul Ruiz-Diaz got his fifth goal in four games. It was a penalty, but he had a lot of chances, a lot of missed opportunities. Um, he's looking very on right now, um, which is he's he's a little pricey on the striker side, but you know, going into a double, I think that you have to pay attention to the hot streak. Um, and then Chicharito back on the score seat, which gives him six goals and an assist in four games, um, which is just that's a lot to start a season um, in any small stretch of time. So. Um, again, Chicharito and LA Galaxy on a single this week, but those are just two two strikers that from this week I'm definitely um, paying attention to. And Isaac, what do you got for us? Uh, pretty much what everyone else has said on, on some of those points, but I'll, I'll chat to it. Uh, but the, the Rubin hype is real. That Golasso from Rubio Rubin, uh, he's carrying that RSL attack right now. I said two things after that game in the Discord chat. Two things we learned. One, that RSL is still very much RSL, meaning you can't count on them always. And Wando is still very much Wando. 
Uh, he is also carrying that San Jose attack at times. It's crazy to me that he can just still come in and boss around a game like that. And it, with the new double game week scoring options, it makes him a viable bench candidate, potentially. Mm, yeah. Um, I also noticed that there were some formation changes that expect uh, changed some expected fantasy outcomes. Everyone is really, really high on, on heel this week. But I noticed, like in their first two games, they moved to a two-striker formation, a 4-4-2. It moved heel out to the wing instead of central. And he put up another five six or five and all every time he's been on the wing it's been five or six points but it's he had his monster game when he was playing at the 10 spot mm -hmm. um so sometimes formation changes really can turn me off of a player and it's same with nyc it looked like they were in a three four three you expect that to be very attack minded and they just didn't really connect much i mean orlando's got a great defense but medina put up a two as opposed to his double digits last few weeks because he was playing further up on the on the right as opposed to kind of a, a winger or central and then my last take is Fabio, just just Fabio. I don't I don't think I need to say any more than that. Nope. Just Fabio is the real deal. If you don't know what it is, then you don't know. Nope. Yeah. Well, let's throw people a bone who may be new. What it, what okay. team should they at least be looking at for Fabio? Fabio is the center forward for the New York Red Bulls. He is <laughs> strong. He is fast. Uh, he is cheap. He was I think only five point one this past week when I, I picked him up. Yeah. And he is—he's uh, got four assists in three games, I think. So you've got a cheap striker who's getting assists. He's getting bonus points. He's not goal reliant. That is golden for fantasy. Very good. No, it's very good. Um, yeah, I think that's most of what we can can cover. Uh, saw some people who corrected me in chat that there were that that heel got seven bonus points. They said a game or two ago. So. Maybe eight just seems ridiculous, but seven is not eight. Eight does seem like a crazy amount. Eight, eight um, for a forward is bonkers. Never yes. seen that before. No, that is that is absolutely true right. for for the position. It is it is it is crazy go nuts. Um, Strikers don't even get bonus because they just score. <laughs> they just they, they just else. they're selfish and they just it's want it. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, Chicharito has zero bonus points. Oh, right. right there. Uh, so great. Yeah, that's what we have for our recap. Not going to spend too much time here tonight because I know this is a big double game week coming up, so we want to focus a lot on that. And I'm going to do a recap for the double game week system since we have some new players with us this year. And I've seen the questions in chat. So let's move on to uh, segment number two, our housekeeping. Okay, housekeeping section right here. First, uh, congratulations to our league winners. Uh, the uh, the leader in the MLS Fantasy Boss, the Reddit, and the Discord Open League is Hafiz. Uh, so tearing it up. Uh, also, uh, one of the top scorers in one of the head-to-heads, but not the top scorer. So you're gonna have to hold off for a fourth shout-out. Uh, in the Patreon Open League, uh, give big shout-out to Shannon of Ted Lasso's Biscuits. I love your team name. Uh, and I believe you also were number one last week. So, so way to way to keep the streak going. Believe, believe. Um, for in, in the head-to-head -head leagues, my favorite uh, Discord. There is still a twelve-way tie for first for O and O, including myself in that one. So I guess it wasn't the Discord league I lost this this week. Uh, the Patreon league. This is probably where it was. Uh, there is a three-way tie between Bodie, Maddie Littman, and uh, Breakfast Taco FC. Uh, they are all tied for O and O. And then in the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts League Invitational League, the lone man on top, of course, 
Skylar Redpath, uh, longtime fantasy player, longtime fantasy champion, and writing the uh, player rankings articles for MLS this year. Uh, I will give the the call out that um, Matt, who we're going to have on the show next week, uh, we're we're going to have him on the show, and uh, we're going to talk Colorado more than two. But he was tied with with Skylar last week, and he called me out on Twitter for for not booking him sooner before he lost that spot. So sorry. Sorry, Matt, but we'll get him on next week to, to talk about his successes, legitimate successes as well. But congratulations to everyone uh, who is doing so well, if you, even if you're not first. And uh, thank you so much, everyone who's playing. Heading over to the start time for round five. Very important, especially for those of you listening tonight or on the replay tomorrow. The round starts on Wednesday, May 7th. So that is right around the corner, our first Wednesday start date. This is going to be common for the majority of our double game weeks uh, this year. We have some Thursdays, I think, but most of them are going to start on Wednesdays. And that is at 7 o'clock p.m. with Toronto versus Columbus. There's lots of other games, uh, but that's the first one that kicks off. So if you want those players and any of these double game week players, you're going to have to be sure you have your team set up. Uh, And this will be... Tricky if you are going to try to use switcheroos and keeperoos. Uh, the auto roo may be better this week for many. Now, as far as the double game week system goes, and I teased this before, I've seen some questions. If you are new this year to the MLS fantasy game, because this is unique compared to other fantasy soccer systems, or if you played last year and just forgot, because I understand, uh, in 2020, the double game week system changed. In the past, we are not doing this anymore. In the past, you would get the total points for your player from both games starting in 2020 season that changed and it continued on to this year you will only get the highest scoring game points for your player so let's just use the example if you have Zillarayon in that first game against Toronto and he scores a five okay that's Maybe not what you want to see for your for your midfielder. But then later on in the game against New England, he goes crazy and gets a hat trick. Then you're only going to get the, those later game points. Uh, just again, if he scored five points in the first round and then didn't play in the second game, you would get the five. And that's how that would work. So you're only going to get the highest scoring game. That means that there will be single ga- there could be single game week teams that are viable for this this week uh, in the past i love this change because in the past that was really not always the case it would have to be a crazy mismatch like playing cincinnati if you wanted to go with a single game week team but there are definitely especially on on defenses uh, you could look at some of these single game week teams now i already hear what some of you're saying and i know what skylar would probably say in some of our conversations before that it's still too bites at the apple it's still two shots at the target whatever metaphor you want to use you still have two chances to get a high score but i still maintain that there are situations where single game week players are much more viable in this system than they were in the past so that's how the double game week works in 2021 there are 13 teams who are on a double game week this week uh, new england seattle sporty kansas city miami Houston, Toronto, and Montreal all split one game at home and one game on the road. Philadelphia, Minnesota, San Jose, and DC United have two games at home, or as we call it, a double home game. And then Columbus and Vancouver have two games on the road or a double away game. For those of you who are new, that's the the language we'll be throwing around. Uh, So if you want to be looking at your teams, 
typically we like the double home game teams, uh, but also these teams that just have the split, definitely viable. I'm interested in what people have to say in our next segment about some of these double away game teams. Can I also point out that there's an option, right, when you are in fantasy to select double game week, and it filters the players to show you only those players on the double game week. Yes, that's very good. It doesn't show you on the the actual schedule page, which, yes, you can filter. Very good, very good tip. Um, and the last thing I'll mention is I did mention an auto-roo, and what the auto-roo does is that's, that's just the basic automatic substitution system for MLS. So if you have a scrub in your team, you will get the highest scoring player on your bench. So that's how you can still, you can put a double the game weight guy on your bench, have him automatically sub in. The switcheroo is when you manipulate that on your own. You would replace a player who would normally play with a, a scrub to force the transfer. So that's the key difference between the auto-roo, which is just the basic substitution system in the MLS fantasy game, and the switcheroo. So... Uh, feel free to send us questions on Twitter, on Reddit, if you have some confusion about that. Discord's a great source if you want to try to iron out some of your switcheroos or keeperoos or anything. Uh, but that's the, the main difference, and I wanted to point that out. Uh, as far as buy teams go, there are no teams on a buy, so switcheroos could be hard. I will go ahead and say, I saw this question already, if you are looking for what I feel are ideal switcheroo bait, scrubs, whatever we want to call them, uh, you're going to want to look at one of the later game double single game week teams and lafc is going to be your best bet i i don't i don't value them highly this week so i think you can find some uh some switcheroo options there orlando would also work uh, those are both single game week teams that have plenty of 4.0 players you can put on your bench who are very unlikely to start and will be able to help you maximize your potential switcheroo and or keeperoo options uh, the last thing before I throw this over to Blaine and anybody else who has something to add, uh, there is no CCL game coming up. Uh, Philadelphia is the only team left in CCL anyway, but don't forget that for many of these teams, this is going to be the third game in a very short period of time, especially someone like Columbus. Uh, so there could be expectations of rotation or tired legs at least, so keep that in mind still when you're looking at some of these CCL teams who have been knocked out. Heartbreak. And now, Blaine, throw it over to you for the injury suspensions and the Discord injury report. Yeah, the crew was busy. I was not as available Friday, and they did great work keeping everything updated. Um, just the highlights this week, because I've got the list cleaned up for you all. Um, ring for uh, Austin will be suspended. Uh, he picked up two yellows, so a red for this game, and... That's probably going to have a major impact on the Austin defense. That's why I bring that one out. Um, the defenses look really good so far. Um, lots of bonus points to be had. Stuber has been a, a quiet option that's been picking up a decent floor. Um, I would uh, shy away from that. It looks like uh, Felipe Mora went out for Portland with an injury. Don't know what the question is on there, but Ibobasi is back. So that's always good news to see one. When you hate to see one guy go out, but another guy comes back. Uh, Ola Kamara played for DCU. Uh, maybe bring some life to their attack going in the next few games. Um, Ladero was a late scratch or didn't travel. Not 100% sure what's going on there. I got two Seattle people here, so they can probably <laughs> fill us in a little more. But knee he didn't pain. feature. Knee pain. So after the game, he did feature and he had a huge ice bag on his knee. And his previous injury was a quad. So... It's just listed as knee pain. I don't feel great about it. Yeah. 
uh, if you're winning, why risk him? That's kind of the thing. So I would, I would expect caution there. And in a double game week like this, if they've got a later kickoff time, don't really wait around for him. Get your midfielders that you need. Um, interesting transfer news. So Teldo was on the bench for Toronto. Uh, supposed to play one of those two winger positions and should bring a lot of life to that team in the attack. So he's getting closer. Uh, Toronto is probably not going to be the team to bet against scoring goals or scoring a lot of goals here in the near future. And then Atanella went out with an injury, which brought in their backup keep their third string keeper. Um, I think he's a four Oh. So no matter what you've got going on this week, um, if you're running double game week keeper and you don't even want to deal with the switcheroo because we'll talk about that in the keeper section, you may throw him in on your bench where you know he's not going to play. And if he has a good game in one of those, he may get a uh, cheap price rise for you. And don't don't even worry about the score. He can't lose you money. Throw him in there. If he gets a price rise, you win. And that's all I have for the highlights for this week. All right. Uh, Ashley, Isaac, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, I thought I heard Tinnerholm went out injured. Yeah, yeah, that did come up in in chat. Yeah, I, I listened to the game, but I didn't didn't watch it. it sounded like it was a hammy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched it, and it looked like cramping or hammy. But I haven't okay. seen. They didn't say anything. I didn't say anything after. But he did pull up and get subbed out. Hmm. All right. Well, there is uh, the wrap up for just the housekeeping section. A lot to go on. I mean, this is the first double game week, so trying to cover all that we can but i know a lot of you all are here for the picks and uh, very excited to go over this section so let's move on to segment three our current round our round five player picks current round player picks let's start out with the most promising games as we see them ashley yeah, I hated that I had to go first for this one because I'm having a tough time this week, guys. Like, when I sat down to make my team this morning, everything I looked at felt so cookie cutter. Like, it just felt too almost predictable, if that makes sense. Um, I, I felt like I'm, I'm taking some low-hanging fruit of bait in some of these some of these games. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw at you what I have, and, and please feel free to tell me I'm a lunatic. Um, I like Philly at home twice. I know they have CCL. I know they had CCL. They're a pretty depthful team. They rotate pretty well. Um, I like them at home in general against most people. So two home games. Um, they're definitely a team I'm paying attention to. I like Columbus versus Toronto. I don't know that I love them on the double this week since they have two away games. Um, I just think Toronto's kind of garbage and like Reed talked about if you can get a good score in the first game then who cares if the second one isn't as good with this new format um but I just like I kind of said when I was giving my recap I don't know how I really feel about Columbus um I like this morning versus Vancouver game I think Vancouver is a lot of um smoke and mirrors and and i'm gonna stand by that just from years and years of experience watching them um and i know it's a new year and a new season they're doing pretty well in fantasy gutierrez is a bonus point champion um but i i like sporting at home against them um i i don't know that i love sporting across the board this week but um i'm, I'm definitely paying attention to that game um and then I don't even know which way I feel about this, but just Minnesota two home games 
feels like an opportunity for a lot of fantasy points somewhere. I'm not sure where. I don't. Maybe this is where they rally. It looked like they were going to rally against Colorado and then just ate it. So um, I don't know. I just can't get my my finger on the pulse of of Minnesota. So I'm definitely paying attention to what what they look like those two games. Blaine. Yeah, I'm with Ashley. It's it, any answer I give feels like it's the same thing. So what I'm most looking forward to the this week is the 6:45 to 7 o'clock time slot, right Eastern time, right before kickoff. You'll get you'll have what six lineups out, and everybody's going to be doing all sorts of crazy stuff, and teams are going to get blown up and rebuilt, and people are going to come back crying an hour later, and. I love that time. Like that's what I'm most looking forward to this week is the first double game week in the massive overreactions. Yeah. That's just like a holiday for fantasy people. Tinker, tinker, tinker. tinker. Yeah, so it's, don't the do Discord it, goes, don't goes do crazy. It. That's right. No, the, the Discord, Discord is, is mad. Yeah. I can't yeah. keep up, guys. I you don't know that I'm there. I'm always in there, and I just cannot keep up with whatever everyone yeah. is saying. I just, almost yeah. a full time job, honestly. I know. <laughs> it, it's a massive. It's a massive party, and that's the party I'm looking for this week. Yeah. No. But as far as games go, the one the one game that kind of stands out, I'll highlight a single game week team, is I'm really looking forward to Colorado Houston. Okay. Um, I oh, think if you're yeah. looking for single game week points, I think going at Colorado for this one could be really good, if you can find the guys that are going to score. Um, Houston's going to be on the road in that one, playing at altitude, and they're coming off of what's sort of a rivalry game with Kansas City. Just I could see Colorado really coming in and bossing that game. Jack Price is probably my number one there. So that's my single game week, and that's what I wanted to highlight because I don't see a ton out there this week that I'm really more excited about than anything else other than the obvious one that we'll spare read this week. Um, yeah, home I just... opener, Blaine. It's the home opener. Thank you. This. Thank you. No, I think you make a good point, Blaine. I mean, and I've thought this as, as well, that looking at a lot of these games, especially this part of the season, there's been a lot of parity as far as which how I'm valuing these teams. There, there's not a, a huge standout offense, a huge standout defense. The, a lot of the uh, matchup-by-matchup comparisons have been uh, interesting and, and fun to think through, I think. Uh, no one's really running away at this time. I mean, Seattle's doing amazing. That's that's probably the closest that we have in Cincinnati's at the bottom for betting against. But as far as everybody else in the middle, it's like, hmm, I can see some pros and cons either way, which has been fun. Yeah, Isaac? I mean, I can, I can see road teams having a good week this week. I just – Austin, the way Austin's playing, Austin against the Galaxy, I mean, I don't expect their defense, but the attack could do something. Montreal – going to Atlanta is not bad. I mean, there's single game week options all over the place. I could just see road teams winning a lot of these games without much issue, and that's what's scary this week. It's going to blow up my predictions, Blaine. I don't like to hear that. Isaac, what do you like? Uh, I like Philadelphia for defense. Two home games usually means good things for defender picks. Uh, and Philadelphia look great. Like, they went to Chicago and shut down Chicago. It's a hard thing to do. Uh, New England, if they're going to roll out that 4-4-2, I don't like them for an attack there. In that second game, Red Bulls could probably get one in on them, but if they've already got the clean sheet at that point, it doesn't matter. Uh, I like Miami for offense because they're playing two teams that historically are, are have terrible defenses, uh, especially Montreal on the road. Uh, I like any Seattle pick because go Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but specifically, your, your heavy hitter, Ruby Diaz, is on fire. Brad Smith is the second-best attacker on Seattle right now. So and he's a defender. player in fantasy, yeah. Brad Smith. But also, he's got a ridiculous amount of shots. The second most shots behind Ruby Diaz on the team. 
It's like I think he's got thirteen to Ruby's twenty. Uh, Paulo is bonus pointing like crazy. Yeah, yeah, Paulo for me, I only take him if Ladero is not in the mix because he'll be on your set pieces, your corners. Um, he's playing more of a playmaker, like a deep line playmaker role, which I think Ladero would eat into if he's on the field with Paulo. But still a solid pick because he's getting those tackles, recoveries, uh, blocks. Um, and I do like a couple of single game week options. Orlando, of course, because DC is is DC. Uh, and they're not they're not putting anything forward. So I think Orlando should be able to stop them. And I think I like New York City if some of their key players are back, if Maxi Morales is back back in the mix, if it's in her home. I mean, he's probably not going to be that big of a miss. Uh, it's more about Maxi Morales kind of pulling the strings yeah. against a Toronto team coming off a double. Uh, Tati Castellanos uh, is tied for Rui Diaz for most shots total with 20. He's, he just peppers the box, so he's probably a good option there. And also to parrot uh, Reed, uh, not Reed, Blaine, uh, Jeff Price, because uh, Houston will probably sit back. They do not like to keep possession, which means more possession for Colorado, which means more possession for Jack Price and more set pieces. And you saw what Jack Price can do with the set piece. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that Colorado game. You guys have touched on a lot of, of what I would mention. I'm definitely interested in both of those Miami games. I'm interested uh, I'm interested in the, in the Minnesota games as well. Mostly it's, it's I'm, I'm weighing... Reynoso because two home games Vancouver uh, I, I'm not super high definitely better than I expected not incredibly high maybe something with Minnesota I don't really care for that Dallas game so I don't know I, I'm interested in just seeing how Minnesota does to get some fantasy information like is this a reset does this was this almost with Colorado and then two games at home is this going to be kind of a reset that they need um, to go there I, I can't say I, I dislike the uh, LA Galaxy versus Austin game. Uh, I mean, Austin's no slouch, but they uh, LA Galaxy tends to score. Chicharito tends to score in bunches. He, he did well last week. Legette's back in the mix. I mean, that could be something there. Um, but Philly. Philly is one I, I definitely do like. I, I The only thing that has me slightly hesitant with Philly, but not enough to not have two of their players in my team, uh, is that... Especially that first game, New England's a little bit worse than average as far as allowing goals. Philly's a little bit worse than average as far as scoring goals, but they had that that game they missed. Uh, so um, it's not this overwhelming advantage. But I, I agree with Isaac. Philly has a lot of quality. We've seen Shabilko in, in Champions League, what, what he can do. And if he's going to bring that over here to MLS, um, then that's, that's going to be, I think, a great opportunity. Uh, but again, I, we also mentioned Red Bulls has a, a really good defense, and not a defense to to sleep on. But they're on the road this week, so uh, we can see. But I still, I still am high on Philly. But yeah, lots of lots of good options, good games to touch on. Let's start talking about actual players now, though. Blaine, who do you like for your keepers and defenders? I my number one keeper this week has got to be McCarthy for Miami. I just I like the I like the double set um, Montreal coming in and then going to Cincinnati. I just think that's probably the best chance for clean sheets for two games. Uh, looking for one of those. I just I really do. Um, and if you're gonna go switcheroo, it's gonna be expensive or keeperoo here. The only way I see this really working is switching to Galese if McCarthy doesn't hit on either one. But that's gonna cost you quite a bit. So typical single or double game week mentality is 
start your starting keeper. Don't bother with the keeper rude. Don't spend any extra money on this position than you have to. Take your two games. Standard switcheroo, keeperoo gives you, you get to see two scores. You're trying to game it for the best of two scores. You get the best of two scores this way too. Just go with one. Uh, Solte is the name of the Portland keeper. Um, he's the guy I'm going to slot in if I don't have the money for Galese on the back end. And slot him in on the bench and just forget about him. If he gets me a price rise, good. Um, after that, um, I'm going to stick with Miami, I think. I like Jovin Jones this week if he starts. Uh, Matuidi went down with an injury. I guess I did forget that one in the injury thing. So Jones came in for him. Got the reverse clean sheet last week where he started. They sc- or he did not start. They scored a goal, and he came in after the goal and got the clean sheet bonus points. Uh, reverse Madranda, so that's a mm-hmm. weird one to have. Um, but, yeah, if he starts, I'm going to take him for both games. That's a lot of attacking points potentially there. Um, I like Mavinga for Toronto this week, and then I'm debating on whether I want to try Columbus on the road for two games, get somebody Orlando at home again, or on the road against D.C., um, may need to try to figure out some budget to get a Philly guy in there, but Miami, Orlando, possibly Columbus and Philly are kind of my clean sheet shouts. And I know a lot of people are going to be on me for Columbus being two games on the road, but I don't trust the Toronto attack against any solid defense. So I think you're looking at the lineup on that first game. And if you see Toronto roll out without all their attacking pieces and still no pause, Columbus actually has a really good shot in that first game with the way both teams are, lining up health-wise. Isaac. All right, my first initial keeperoo was Blake Ochoa. That was my first instinct because you got a keeper with a great defense at home. Mm-hmm. And then right after Blake finishes his second game, you've got RSL at home against Nashville. We haven't seen them on the road yet. We don't know how they're going to do. And Ochoa is dirt cheap. Uh, but then I thought maybe I want to splash that Blake cash around and, and go, you know, different – option. I doubt I'm going to move from that, but I do have some hot takes that I was talking to, to Blaine about. Uh, and also to pair back what Ashley was talking about with Columbus only scoring one goal. And I'm thinking Bono might be a decent, I'm considering him a single game week option because it's the first game. He's super cheap. New York is going to destroy them. But if Columbus can't score, <laughs> Bono could be a cheap way to pay off early in the game week. Um, that's very risky. I, I don't even think I am willing to do that, but I thought it's at least worth a look. Um, Columbus has the lowest XG and the least amount of shots per 90 of any team in the league. So that's, that's why I'm looking at that. And I think this could be the week to see uh, uh, St. Clair possibly get a clean sheet. I don't trust Vancouver at all. Uh, they are the second lowest shots per 90, second lowest XG. They have zero goals in the run of play. It's been two penalty kicks and three goals from corners of free kicks. And we already saw St. Clair stop a penalty. He's 5.8, uh, also front end of a, of a bench, but then you probably got to go Galici on the back end. That's expensive. Uh, and that's just kind of a strategy I've done this year that's paid off is just pay the least amount as possible for good for a decent keeper option. Because if you spend $5 million and a keeper gets you 4 or 5 instead of paying $7 million with like someone like Room that ends up giving you a 2, you could splash that extra $2 million around for better attackers. I don't know. It's just it's kind of the Bundesliga fantasy strategy. Don't pay up for keepers if you don't have to. Yeah, no doubt. And then for defenders, I've got uh, Glesnies from Philadelphia. He's a set-piece threat and is great on a free kick. Uh, I've got Wagner because he's also – he's playing corners with Montero, so he's got set-piece duty. Uh, Fontas, for the same reason they're playing Vancouver. Uh, SKT there, some coverage there. And, then of course, Brad Smith, always Brad Smith. And then uh, I think I'll end up with the Orlando defender or two as the back end of a switch just as a backup. 
and any Orlando defender, Orlando defender will do because DC can't can't score unless it's on themselves. Yeah, that's been. Uh, I haven't done that a lot this year, but I haven't doubled up with my with my defense. And I, I know I saw several teams who did very had a lot of success this week with a double up. I, I tend to like to split it up, or I'll match a defender with a keeper, but I don't often double up my my defenders. But you can do it. Uh, let's see here. We did Blaine, and then we did Isaac, and then we did Ashley. I keep going back and forth between Room, who I think is a bad choice. Feels like that's just what I think I'm supposed to do. McCarthy, I also kind of like. Um, I did a little look with if I put Bono in my keeper, who could I have that's still a double game week keeper, and do I want to spend that money? Um, because if you if you slot Bono in, and he does eat it, that's a four Pacific time game. You could still do Minnesota or Vancouver. You could still do San Jose or Seattle. All of those are either not great options or you're spending a lot of money. Um, or then you're looking at a single game week. So I'm still kind of kind of toying with it. I follow a similar strategy to what Isaac said where I try to not spend a bunch of money on a keeper unless I feel really good about the shutout because keepers and defenders are starting to even out in price and I'd rather play a field player who's going to get more than just saves and shot bonus points. Um, I'm paying attention to Shawcross from Miami. I don't know what's going on with the wingback situation in Miami. Leardom wasn't in the 18. I didn't mm-hmm. see why or how. Um, and I know I saw a lot of people talking about him going into the week, so clearly it wasn't a well-known reason. Um, Jovan didn't make the start. Breck Shea did. Um, you guys know how I feel about Breck Shea, but that seemed a little <laughs> off base as well. So you know, I'm just a little nervous about Jovan. Every, I agree with everything you said about him, Blaine, but I'm hesitant when you look at all those other things I just said, right? Um, so I'm thinking Shawcross has been kind of sneaky as a center back, picking up points here or there. Um, a Columbus defender, like you said, depending on what Toronto puts out, I think that's the best game for them to get a clean sheet. Um, I will not be dropping Brad Smith for the foreseeable future. So he is also in my team. Um, and then I'm, I'm considering Gutierrez for Vancouver strictly for the bonus points. I don't love their matchups. I don't know that I fully see a shutout from him, um, but I going into Minnesota, who I think we all said, we don't know which Minnesota we're going to see um, first half Colorado, Minnesota or second half Colorado, Minnesota. So depending on who that is, I, I kind of like Gutierrez for Vancouver as well. Yeah, I think, yes, thank you. Sorry, I had a, a Discord <laughs> notification pop up. Uh, no, I think you guys have touched on a lot of them. Uh, I know Blaine had mentioned McCarthy. I think that's a, a pretty popular one that people have had for the rotation, trying to capitalize on Montreal and Cincinnati. Uh, but as Isaac was saying, that does, if you do have to do a keeper route, if, you, if he just has two horrible games, you're really only left with Orlando or or LAFC at that point, which... Orlando might work, but it's expensive, so you have to make sure you have budget saved up there. Um, you guys make some really good points there. I don't really have anybody else to add. Uh, you guys have touched on a lot of a lot of the key players. I know I think I've seen some people have Atlanta players in some lineups that could work. I mean, Atlanta's had had some struggles this year as well. Uh, I don't know if if they're my favorite options, uh, but you could definitely go with that. Um, Chicago is that too crazy? At DC single game? Yeah, you could potentially go go with Chicago uh, as far as 
Chicago is the the fourth worst team at allowing shots. They've allowed sixty shots over all of their games. Um, but DC United has only created forty six shots out of all their games, which is in the bottom third. So, I mean, Chicago's sort of I don't know. Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde is the best thing at times. They they tend to be maybe hit or miss is the better thing to say. Uh, I don't know. I would definitely go with. Um, Orlando before I went with Chicago as far as who's going against uh, DC. But yeah, you go. Yeah, no, late games. Late games are rough. Late games are rough. Uh, you guys covered a lot. That was great. Let's move on to midfielders. Isaac. Uh, I've got Montero, of course, from Philadelphia. Two home games. Even if he doesn't score or Philadelphia doesn't score, he's putting up some, some really good bonus points, uh, especially playing at that 10 role. And it sounds like I think Jose Martinez is out this game, this first game as well for suspension. Was it a two-game ban? I don't remember. Yeah. It was like a million. He straight up yeah. assaulted at that. I think yeah, it was he a got, He got two games on top of the red card, so he's got three total out. So that means he's out for this whole double game week, which pretty much means Montero will play the 10, I think, because they brought in that new guy. Uh, and that makes him a fantastic uh, fantasy option. Uh, I've got Reynoso because I like the fixtures, and he's just about the only reliable piece except that one week, I guess one and a half weeks. Um, the thing with Minnesota is Reynoso is fantastic. I'd say he's almost Ladero-esque. He just has worse pieces around him than Ladero. Uh, their finishing has been terrible. They've put up a lot of shots, but not a lot of shots on target. So if they can just get it to click, Reynoso is going to be fantastic for fantasy. Uh, I think the differential I have here, I almost went with him last week, is Morgan from Miami. Um, he seems to be putting up more bonus points like he used to. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know why Neville isn't playing down the wing. Luke Morgan's like one of their strongest players. But one thing I've noticed with Cincinnati is they are awful at defending from attacks down the wing, and that is Morgan's bread and butter. So much so that I am tempted to captain Morgan this week. Ooh. Nice. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got Jao Paulo in for Seattle coverage. If Ladero starts, I, I might have to switch. Uh, but I don't know if Ladero is good for more than about 90 to 100 minutes, even if he does start oh, total for the double game week. Uh, so I might end up switching to Espinoza for San Jose, even though that's blasphemy. I want, I, I think San Jose will destroy that young keeper in Portland. So it's really more for the second game there. And then as a fallback, I've got a single game week option uh, with Chris Mueller or potentially Nani if I have the money, because uh, I think they can they can mm -hmm. eat against that DC backline. Uh, I will add, though, for anyone listening, that whenever we say Jao Paulo, if you're in the game, it's actually J minor. Minor, minor, I don't know. I, I would say minor, but I'm sure that's wrong. Uh, but that's not how we call him anyway. So, um, But that's Jao Paulo, if anybody is confused with uh, with that name. So minor is, is who we're talking about there. All right, Ashley. Uh, I'm, I'm going to overlap with Isaac a, a good amount. Montero was probably the first person I put on my team from Philly. Um, I also have Joao Paulo. Paid attention to the Nicoladero aspect as well. Um, for a budget option, Kellen Rowe continues to get a start when Nico oh, is out. Yeah. Um, he's just feisty. He's feistier now than he was the last couple of years I've seen him. Um, you know, he, he looked a little banged up after the Portland game, so I don't know. I couldn't say with 100% certainty he'll start, but he's cheap. He's contributing. He's getting some points, but Joe Paolo is who I'm going to start. Um, I keep going back and forth between Zella Ryan and Reynoso, mostly because I think they're almost the same person in fantasy. But 
Columbus has the key players that Isaac said Reynoso doesn't have, right? Or did Reed say that? I'm sorry. Um, one of you okay. said it, agreed with it. Um, so I just kind of keep going back and forth. I think depending on the lineup that Columbus and Toronto put out for that first game will make me decide which one I want to keep. Um, and then I too keep going back with Hill. We see different games from him on different weeks and I haven't watched enough to notice the formation change. So, um, now I will. I like I like him a lot when Bo is back, but it seems like Buxa and Bo are taking a little bit too much out of it. So depending on those lineups, um, I I might slot him in. But they've got some rough games, New England. Yes, and I'm seeing some comments in chat. Jay Mior. See, I just assume. I just assume it's not like how I think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just. I mean, I I got Jao Paulo, so I mean, I think yeah. I should have credit. For that, and I have Carles heel now after after a couple of years. So I mean, I I feel like I should be getting some credit, but thank you, chat. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, I need to watch Substitute Teacher by Studio C. Okay, <laughs> I I will check it out. Uh, Blaine midfielders. Yeah, read on that. There's there's a principle that goes in there that your brain sees the first and last letters and basically makes up everything in the middle. And associates it with another word. You're just doing that on over. There we go. That's what it is. Yeah, That's it's science. It You're good. No, um, actually, I'm I'm going to disagree with Isaac. One of the first names I put in my list was uh, Dahomey for Vancouver. I, the way Minnesota's playing and the way Kansas City tends to give up some set pieces and everything, I think this is prime opportunity to get somebody who could have a big week. And you're looking at two good games. I think both of these matchups kind of favor him to a degree. And he's under eight still. That's another huge reason why I'm bringing him in. Because I'm looking at a lot of premium players this week in my lineup. So I'm looking to save some money and get some good matchups. So Dahomey was actually one of the first ones I brought in. But I think he's the only Vancouver player you'd really want to bring in this week. Maybe, besides maybe Gutierrez. Um, Ashley, I'm with you. It, it seems like Carlos Heel has to be in there. I just I can't get away from it. Uh, given the injuries, given who we're missing with Pozuelo and Ladero being out with Reynoso playing on a really bad team, the number one midfielder in the game right now has to be Carlos Hill. Points-wise, it is, right? He's yeah. the highest point in the Yeah, like, form-wise, every, everything. It's just, can you, on a double game week, can you not take and the answer is almost always no. We've had that with Diego Valeri in years past. He's been the best. If he's playing a double game week, you take him. You can't risk not having him if he goes off. And I'm, I'm. That's my logic with heel right now. You can't risk have it not having him if he goes off. And if he goes off in one of those games, it's going to be huge. Now I agree with everything that's been said with the lineup and the formations there. If he's playing out wide, he's going to be the first one I dump to come in and do something different. But if he's in the center, I don't think I can move away from him. I just, I don't think my brain can handle it. And then I've also got Montiero for Philly. I think he's a, a great option with the double home, with the injuries, with the rotate, with the absences. I just, he's going to be involved. And I think you're going to get one good game out of the two from him. Then I've also got Zellerion in there right now. I don't have Reynoso at the moment. I know that's been a big one. Everybody's been talking about him in Discord. Reynoso's obvious captain pick this week. He's my last one out, and I just don't trust the team around him. I just really don't. And then for a cheap option, I've got Flash for Philly. 
He's 5.4. Throw him on the bench and see what happens. I'm running strictly auto route, three guys on the bench. I'm taking the best two scores. Um, because I want some extra premium players, I've got to go a little cheaper. I thought about Clark, but I will take the risk with Flash for the second game against Red Bull. I think he's going to play some, and I just I like this option here a little bit better than Caden uh, Clark on the road. So I'm going to push back a little bit on Carly's heel. I mean, I definitely agree with what Isaac's saying about the production we've seen when he's moved out to the side. My biggest question is, I mean, Philadelphia is solid. I mean, it on the road to Philly with how good Philly can be on defense, that has to factor in for how his production can be impacted, especially if he does still, still push out wide. And then in the later game where we're hoping to see more, when they're going against Columbus, what does Columbus do in the first game? If they're going to let some of their core defense rest and be ready for the second game, because, I mean, they probably can against Toronto, which is not at its best. That seems to be the game you're going to want to rest for, is when you're having to go up against the strong New England team. Um, there's there's a lot of questions marks there for, for me. And, and so even if he is the best midfielder in the game right now, I think you touch on some, some valid reasons, Blaine, why based on a lineup that you could easily just dump him. So I don't know if he's as must have with this. Um, so, so I'm not sold on, on heel to, to have him be definitely the, the must have. I mean, for me, the first must have was Montiero. Like you guys already, already touch on. I thought I was being sneaky with Morgan, but I guess not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> less than 5% ocean, but I was like, yeah, but you guys, you guys listening are the 5%. So that's, that's what that is. <laughs> Otherwise you guys touch on a lot of, of the high ones. I do have Zilla Rayon in my team right now. I'm not sold on him. I put him in there to sort of like, eh, how do I like this? He's 9.1. It's kind of a good placeholder of a decent value to see what else comes up. Uh, I see people talking about some others in, in chat. Yeah, there are definitely some some different options. Chicago has some value. New York's got some potential value there. Um, New York City has some potential value there to see what you want to go with. Um, I mean, you might even feel feel crazy and go with Legit or something to see how they might do against against Austin or go with Price like we were talking about before to see how they might go against Houston. So I think you've definitely got some options there, but um, you guys have touched on a lot of the a lot of the high points, I think. So good job. Good job. Let's go on to forwards, Blaine. Yeah, this one. This was an easier time. Um, I think Rui Diaz and Iguain were just instant ads for me. Um, Rui Diaz has been playing out of his mind, and you get two chances at that. I'm, I'm expecting at least eight points there for the week, and I'm hoping for more. And then Iguain, I'm hoping he's back. I don't know what to make of Montreal, but. Iguain playing against Cincinnati is just a must-have at this point. Home opener. I keep reminding you. Don't it is. Don't, it's our home opener. It's a stadium opener, too, and I know that. I just – I like the Montreal game. I will take the chance. I think – I really, I just – I like the Montreal game enough to be willing to do that, and maybe playing in their own stadium for the first time really wakes it up for Cincinnati. I don't see a clean sheet there. So, but still maybe they get the win. Who knows? Maybe they hold them to one goal. I just, I think both of these games are too good. And it's one of those, again, it's, can you risk not having him if Cincinnati does what Cincinnati normally does? 
And I think the answer there is no. This is like always Captain Vela. You just you kind of have to take the risk and know that if you suffer with a guy like Egwene, everybody's going to suffer with a guy like Egwene. And just pray that the differential players are not the ones ahead of you in the standings. And then I've got Pulido on my bench right now. I just I like these two games. I think he's due. I I think he's due in a big way, and I'm just I'm going with it. This is right after Johnny Russell's eight bonus point game. Yeah, what 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 made you go Polito over Russell? It's it's a homer <laughs> thing. It, okay. It's going it's going with my gut. Like yeah. I when a guy's due, a guy's due, and you kind of when it's your own guys, you kind of know when they're when they're ready to go. And I just I've got that feeling that he's ready to go. It's good. His time's coming. He's overdue. And I just see a monster game coming out of one of these two. That and it's just I don't trust Vancouver enough on defense. I don't trust Houston at all. Like I could just see these games getting a little open. Sporting has played a lot of end-to-end soccer already this year, uh, wide open games, uh, and that favors a guy like Pulido against the right teams. And I just, I feel like this is the week. I don't think Russell's going to be able to replicate what he's the bonus points he just had. And so going gut, but he's on the bench. So it's going to be that auto rule. I'm putting him up against a couple other players. If he doesn't go off, I'm going to let somebody else come in, but I don't know. I just feel like he's due. Sounds pretty close to a gambler fallacy right there, but we'll keep, we'll keep going. Isaac, who do you like? I first one into my team was Ruby Diaz, of course. He's done me right two weeks in a row. I'm going to roll with it. Uh, I agree with everything uh, Blaine just said about Higuain, but I don't currently have him. Uh, and the reason I don't is because I am spending up for single game week backups for all of my bench because I like to play it a little bit safer like that. I'm going to be available for lineups. But not running an auto route, you end up sacrificing a little bit here and there. But I'm fine with the other two options I've got. Uh, I love Polito as well, but I'm, I'm going for Russell for two reasons. Uh, one, he's got the captain's armband now, which I think is promising moving forward. He's going to be more involved. Uh, he's going to kind of control the play. And also, he's now back on corners. He's splitting them with Busio. Mm. And uh, as you'll hear in the chat, Busio isn't good at corners. Russell is very good at corners. And that's a big part of why he put up all those bonus points. And then as my uh, cheap bench option, Cade Cowell, of course. Uh, he's not really for the Seattle game, but for Portland. I think they're going to eat against that, that that young keeper. And he is very much involved in the, in the uh, attack, not just uh, your goal scoring, but you can do assists, bonus points, all of that. Uh, I think he's in the top five for shot-creating actions in the league, which is great for a cheap forward. Yeah, uh, another one's I've looked at. Yeah. I've looked at Shabilko for Philadelphia, but I think they have – tougher defenses they're going against, which is why I went more defense with Philadelphia, but he's super cheap as well. Ashley, who do you like? I like Higuain, I like Rui Diaz, I like Kekal. Yeah, you guys. I like those players as well. We touched a lot of them. Uh, Shpilko, I mentioned him earlier as well in the show. Uh, he's He's been fantastic with CCL. I think there's a lot of potential there, um, but rotation's going to be a big thing there. Um yeah, I think you guys touched on a lot of the ones. Quick look over at chat. Not seeing really many, many difference. Um, let's see here. People are asking. I see Castellanos. That's, um, yeah, that could definitely. If that game, 
if that game were later, like after a couple of games played twice, I would definitely have him as my fallback instead of Mueller. Yeah, no, he's he's a great option there, especially with Toronto's problems. I also uh, want to highlight Chicharito. Atlanta in what's expected to be full capacity against a uh, second game of the week, Montreal. Um, That's good for Joseph. Yeah, yeah, it's great for Joseph. I. You know, I always hesitate with singles, and that's kind of early, too. It's, it's at four on Saturday, four Pacific. But um, a full capacity Mercedes-Benz against uh, – That's nuts. Yeah, I will uh, – yeah. Um, but for fantasy, I think there's a lot of implications there, too. Um, and Atlanta's been kind of up and down this week health – or this week, this year health-wise and production-wise. Um, but if there's kind of an under-the-radar single game week, I think it might be Atlanta. Yeah, could be Joseph got three shots last week and a goal, so he got 73 minutes as well, so working back up to, to more of a full yeah. fitness. Mm-hmm. He broke the seal. He broke the seal. It's coming. There it is. <laughs> we can see. And, of course, we mentioned Chicharito early on. Uh, I, mean, I don't think he's he's awful. I don't I don't know if I'd necessarily have him in my top three for this week, but um, I can understand why if you'd want to go with him. But he doesn't want you to. That's what he wants you to root against him. That's right. No, no, he's, he, he's great. I heard the interview on Extra Time with him. It was it was a fantastic interview, so it's really good. Uh, final question before we wrap up tonight: Captains, who are you all looking at, Blaine? Yeah, perfect timing. Lily's going to bed. Um, I'm I'm really thinking Montiero for Philly this week. Just the double home game. You go with the midfielder. You go with the home games. I think that's the best two chances for a really good score. Higuain versus FC Cincinnati is the other one that I could see outpacing kind of the safer option with the midfielder. If you want to go forward, that's mine, but I, and I may do it just because, because that's where my heart is, but my gut or my, my head says take Montiero for the double game week. All right, Isaac. Yeah, I'm right with you there. Uh, but if for any reason, Montero's back at his like normal kind of further back in the diamond position, I might go right now. So, and my heart so wants to captain Brad Smith. There's a zero percent <laughs> chance I'll do it. Yeah. But I'm I'm having I'm having flashbacks to what Jordan Morris did to that San Jose team last year. And, and Brad's on that side. He's going to cut in. He's going to zoom right on past Tommy Thompson. I don't know. It's crazy. I won't do it. I just I really want to. Let me say one thing to help you feel better about not doing it, even though you want to. We Seattle hasn't seen a double yet, and Brad Smith is the first defender to get subbed every single. Yep. So there's no indication he'd play both, but I agree with you 100%. <laughs> but that just means you have the good shot for the clean sheet if something late gets allowed. Mm-hmm. Get I mean, you have doubled. that too, is what I'm worried about. You I'm have the Madronda ready to go. Yeah. Ashley, who do you like? I, I, this is super Homer, and it was just the first thing I did. I reserved the right to change this by the time we chalk forward. But I just like Rui Diaz. He does well against San Jose. I don't know what LAFC is doing. You know, Seattle put a tie on them at the bank, and that was Rui Diaz's worst game of the year, and I, he knows that. So to come home and play in front of a crowd, a small crowd, but a crowd, um, against LAFC, I just like his opportunities in both of those games. I think I'll end up going with Montero, but I like to, I like to dream on a Monday and then I get realistic on the game day. So, right now it's with Rui. It'll probably go to Philly. 
so as myself, I actually have the captain on Reynoso right now. Uh, I think what you make say makes a lot of sense, Isaac, that, that Montiero at the number 10 is, is also a really strong contender. Um, but I do have it on Reynoso right now. I don't know. These last couple of weeks, I've just I've just been into doing kind of fun things, throwing Bella in there and putting the captain on Reynoso. I mean, it's it's fun. It keeps it it keeps it interesting. Uh, but that's that's where my mind is as well. So interesting. Uh, I like these these purse at least rounds two through five. It seemed like there have been uh, there's not been a consensus captain pick, and people have been going with different options, and it's been fun to see. Ever since we got rid of that ACV after round one, which it's been just sort of open season for captains, and I love it. So. Uh, a lot of the same names popping up in in chat as well. Um, so, so yeah, that seems to be, looks like Montiero, Reynoso, Rui Diaz, probably our top three right here for Captain's Picks, and then maybe some of those, those uh, maybe Higuain, maybe after that is more of a fringe type person. Brad we'll throw Smith. Brad Smith on there as a, as a, as a wing. You didn't just do Well, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Sorry. I got two Seattle people here. I got to make sure we get the love. Sorry. Do that. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all that we have for the show tonight, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Let's start with some plugs. Isaac, we'll start with you. Uh, you'll just find me in the Discord, Samurai Panda FC. I'm there pretty much all day, every day. There's nothing better to me. Like this past year has been rough for everybody. I suffer with anxiety and depression. And to be able to channel that into a very enthusiastic, upgoing, enthusiast, like uh, just an awesome community has been a lifesaver. But that means a lot um, hearing you say that, Isaac. I know one of the big things that Blaine, Mike, and I did last year was we kept the podcast going even when we didn't have games is because that, that mental health element was so important last year. And so I really appreciate you saying that. And I appreciate that the community here exists, that it's been able to help you and anybody else who is in that same situation. This is a great community. And if you can find some uh, opportunities to connect with people and have some good time and forget about anything that's, that's worrying you at the time, uh please do it's it's a fantastic place it's not just about soccer people talk about all sorts of stuff so so yeah look check out the discord community mls fantasy boss slash discord for the easy way to join uh ashley what do you got uh just like traditional switch the pitch check us out probably know as many articles as we can covering these games so yeah blaine yeah not a whole lot here i mean i want to echo what isaac said like the community there is good for a lot of stuff they're it's not just fantasy. It's not just soccer. There are some therapy sessions that go on. We've got some soccer moms in there that <laughs> we we love, and they talk about any number of random things, and it's just it's a good time. It keeps you connected to the outside world. It can be a really great place, and I know they helped when Lily was in NICU. Like we've got, this community is really good, so don't overlook it if you are home and alone and just need something to do. Go jump in there. There's always people to talk to, ask questions, do whatever. It's, I mean, that's what they're there for. It's more than just playing fantasy. Yeah, and as for me, uh, echo everything about the Discord. Uh, also going to talk about MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, articles will be coming quicker this week, trying to get everything out as much as we can on Tuesday. Blaine's articles, my articles. Uh, some stuff will still come out on Wednesday. I'm going to try to get the Discord player rankings poll out tomorrow so you guys can start voting on that and then we'll try to get the actual article up for for the rankings on wednesday of course the chalkboard will be tweeted out from the at mlsfi account if you are still looking for for picks at the end there but um had, had a lot of great feedback about the rankings from discord this year and this community effort uh, so uh, if you see that check it out vote it's it's a hundred percent community driven and i post uh, the top 
anybody who gets at least 20% of the vote, that that's how the rankings go. So um, it's just some pretty fun. But yeah, check out MLSFantasyBoss.com. Check out r slash MLS for any Rate My Teams or just other general advice. Check out the Discord for, for the community that is there. Uh, and use all those resources to have a fantastic first double game week because it's going to be fun. That being said, good luck. Thank <laughs> you.